Welcome to Emerge, and this is our podcast. Emerge is a place where we're all about raising champions fully devoted to Christ. We want to say thank you for joining us today. We hope that this message encourages and uplifts you. Enjoy the message. Three weeks ago, we started a series titled Fight For It. And today we're ending the series and uh, I'm ending, ending this with what I've titled Mercy Triumphs. Mercy Triumphs. Mercy Triumphs. We started by defining what prayer is. If you've been here and, um, or sorry, if you weren't here on you know, the, the, the past couple of weeks, you can catch the messages on on the app at the Merchams, or on the website at emerchams.org. Spoke about what prayer is, we defined that. And then we went further to talk about how to get rid of the barriers between the release of your answers and your delivery here on earth. The title that message, Signed, Sealed, Delivered. Last week, Faith brought an amazing message on when God says no. When God says no. It's not unlikely that you're here and you're like, well, PJ, I've, I've heard you. You know, we've been there. We've prayed. We've fasted. We've lost weight. Our tongue is always dry every day. Miss a different kind of dinners and lunches at work. The things you tell us to do, you know, we've told us to do, we've done them. There's still no answers. We've asked God several times to take away this pain. We've asked God several times to take away this fear. I've asked God several times to take away this shame. It's enough. I know his word says that I won't give you more than you can bear. I think I've gotten to that point where I can't bear this anymore. It's enough. Lamentations 3 verse 22 says that it is by the mercies of God that we are not consumed. For his compassion fails not. They are new every what? Every morning. And great is thy faithfulness. When you've gotten to a point where you know what? I've done all I know to do. I've been patient. I've prayed. Done everything. <laughs> What's left is the mercy of God. It's the mercy of God. It's the mercy of God. Mercy says, you know what? God, with all my mess ups, with the dirt, with the things I've gotten myself into, I know I've messed up. I know. 
you said, go right. And I went left. I know. There are probably things that I don't even know that might even be generational. Caused by my parents. Some things I'm suffering for, which were inflicted on me, not because I called for them. But God, have mercy. Have what? Have mercy. I'm going to show you a couple of scriptures today. And the first one, the book of Luke, chapter 17. Luke 17. We'll call this case study number one. Luke 17, verse 11 to 19 says, As Jesus continued, to, continued towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered the village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan, Jesus asked. Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? As no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner, and Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. The men were at the gate of, they were the border, at the gate of Galilee and Samaria. You know, as he entered the village, he saw them. And the reason why he saw them is because they can't be amongst people. You know, if you, if you, if you have leprosy in those days, you, you can't be found amongst people. So they moved them away. And when Jesus came, they heard that Jesus was coming, meaning that they already knew who he was. This was a one-time opportunity. This is not the opportunity of, okay, Jesus. So what had happened was, um, you know, um, um, for some reason, I, I started seeing boys, you know, I didn't know what happened, and then someone else came and, you know, said they were seeing the same thing, and before I knew what was going on, the boy, you know, continued to spread, and, you know, we got diagnosed, and what they said initially was, it was, no, 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 said, Jesus, have what? Have mercy on us. This is the point in that message. He told them to get up and go show themselves to the priests. The mercy of God will require four things, demand four things from you. And I will share those four things today. The first thing is this. The mercy of God will demand your obedience. It will demand your what? Your obedience. They could have said, we asked you to have mercy. 
was sending us to the priest. We're not going anywhere. I'm staying here. But the scripture says that as soon as they began to go, they received their healing. As a father, I have three children, seven-year-old girl, a five-year-old boy, and a 15-month-old boy. I was still telling my wife recently that I don't like to see my kids cry. I have a very soft spot for my kids. Woo! I don't like to see my kids cry. I don't. I discipline them, and my wife knows that. But I don't like to see them cry. And the kind of parents, wife, I should see my kid cry outside and told me someone did something to them. <sighs> I can fight you. Because I discipline them to behave themselves outside. I mean, when we get home, I can discipline them again. And I had a cry to that cry. <laughs> but it hurts me to see my kids in pain. My daughter was somewhere yesterday. While they were playing, you know, I don't know whether it was a tennis ball or a golf ball, you know, hit her hand. The hand was swollen and all that, you know, put ice on it and everything. And about midnight, actually, no, sorry, not midnight, like 1.30 or 2 a.m. this morning, you know, my wife came and my wife was like, you know, I think we're going to have to take her to the ER because, you know, she's, she's like there's a bone. It looks like the end has been dislocated or something. And I was like, what? Here. I was like, come on, come on. She said, no, 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 calm down. <laughs> calm down. Whenever she knows at home, if I'm, I'm like, I, I, I don't sleep like that. I'm always alert. You know, I don't know. No, no one is chasing me. But I'm always alert. You know, if, if my wife, if she rolls like a 60 degree, I sense it, I feel it, and I go. <laughs> right? I'm telling you, my, I'm, my instincts are before my kids will fall down from their beds in their room, I'm there. <laughs> and a lot of times you'll say, calm down, calm down. I'm like that. I'm just always like, what's about to fall? What's about? Many times my, my 15 month old, on the, he, he, he can't fall from the bed. No matter the amount of, I will catch him. Right there, I will catch him. So when she told me that, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, get my wallet, get my this. She said, no, 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 no. She calmed down. You know, I'm preaching today that you know, I should stay home with the rest of the kids that she would go. You know, I was calling, texting, how far? You know, tonight, this, this month. She spent the morning at the ER. Just got back, what, 7.30 a.m.? You don't know what the people in your same aisle, what they went through this past week or just this last night. People go through different things. But my daughter could have easily said, I'm not going. And would have remained in the pain. But the reason she got help was because she decided to say, you know what, I will go with you. The mercy of God will demand your obedience. What does God's word say? It says that if you love me, John 14, 15, 
you will obey my commandments. You are my friend if you do the things that I command you to do. John 15 verse 14. Obedience. Let's look at another case. Another case in Luke chapter 18 from verse 35 to 43. Luke 18, 35 to 43 says, As Jesus approached Jericho, this is like case study two, <laughs> a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. Then they told him that Jesus, the Nazarene, was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus! <laughs> Jesus! Son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, people around him said. The people in front yelled at him. But he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And instantly, the man could see. And they followed Jesus, praising God. And all who saw it praised God too. In the name of Jesus, the testimony that will make others praise God for you, God will do it in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. All who saw it praised God too. Like this one, this is a miracle. You can't deny this. Let me tell you the second thing that the mercy of God would demand from you. The mercy of God will demand a loud cry from you. Jesus, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. A cry for help. Have mercy on me. I grew up in... Um, guest services, I, hope, I, I wish somebody would go up there. Only one person out of all of you. Okay. <clears throat> we usually have some transitions around this time with um, the royal kids, so that's why you're hearing that. Anyway, I grew up in Christ Apostolic Church, CAC. For those who know that, for those who don't know that, what CAC is known for, it's a church that is known for prayers. They would pray fast. We believe God for signs and wonders and miracles. CAC is a place where you see the, 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 the miracles as in the day of Acts of the Apostles. You will see the blind see, the deaf hear. In CAC, they pray. And I grew up in such family. There was something that led my parents even to that. There are two of us, my younger brother and I, my parents. And when my brother was in the nursery school, nursery here is like, what will you call that now? Kindergarten? Yeah, kindergarten pretty much. He was playing on a swing and um, 
at some point, it fell and fell head down and hit the ground really bad. Head down. And ever since then, ever since then, I'm telling you, his health just went south. Hospital after hospital. We lived in a place called Ibadan in Nigeria. And they knew us very well at the University of Ibadan, UCH University, one of the best teaching hospitals, really. I hope it's still like that. I'm sure it's still like that. Very good hospital, UCH. I would go there, back to back, back to back, back to back. Nothing worked for years. For years. Many times, we'll be going for an event. And just because we hit a pothole, my brother will go into a seizure. We'll have to turn back and go home. It was that bad. That was how sensitive it was. We tried everything. I remember spending Christmas Day at UCH in my PJs next to my brother's bed. Yeah. Many days when we couldn't have, we couldn't have events, we couldn't celebrate things. It happened for like three or four years. But in those days, I saw my parents, my mom especially, never used to understand why she prays with such passion. She's praying, she's smacking her hips, she's crying. And it's the cry of a mother whose son got to the point where he could no longer go to school. Where everyone in school, when he started going, they know not to touch him. If he decides to sleep the entire time, you dare not touch my brother. That was how bad the seizure was. The doctor said, don't bring him here anymore because we've tried everything, nothing works. But all of a sudden, one day, the God of mercy showed up. And that was it forever. The seizure never came back till tomorrow. One day, the seizure disappeared. I love my brother so much. I don't tell him all the time. We're only two. Got married this year. I had a baby this year. I named his baby this year. The mercy of God. You get to a point where you're like, Daddy, please. Please. I've done all I know to do. Just help me. Whenever we ask you to pray at times, the prayer of mercy comes with a loud cry. The Lord of passion. Like, God! I need your help. I need your help. What else would the prayer of mercy demand from you? Mercy would demand 
persistence and great faith. The third story is in Matthew 15, 21 to 28. It says, Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. Have you ever noticed that each time you see someone shout, Have mercy on me, there's an exclamation mark. Because the prayer of mercy is not a gentle prayer. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. For my daughter possessed, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments us severely. But Jesus gave her no reply. <laughs> Not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She's bothering us with all her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading what again? <laughs> Lord, help me. Jesus responded, It isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, That's true. Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, your great faith, your faith is great and your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly what? Healed. <clears throat> she asked for what? Mercy. Who got healed? Her daughter. It's the kind of mercy that God shows you that affects the people around you. God looks upon you and because of you, your family is blessed. The kind of mercy that transcends just you and extends to those around you. See what she did. <clears throat> Jesus said, I've not come for you. I've only come for the lost sheep of Israel. <laughs> but she came back again. You know, last week, Faith spoke about when God says no. But one of the scriptures I love the most is Isaiah 1, verse 18. I love Isaiah 1, 18. I say this jokingly, but it's so real to me. You know, that's where, you know, God says, come and let us, let's settle this. <laughs> the King James Version says that, come and let us reason together. And Jesus said, oh, have you seen people, you know, why would I give the, why would someone give the food for children to the dogs? <clears throat> it's not done anywhere. She could have gone and said, you know what, you made a point. She said, yes, Jesus, but let's reason this together. But do you know that even the crumbs, the dogs too can eat that? And Jesus was like, word. <laughs> you got me there. Wow. The mercy of God will demand persistence and great faith from you. The fact that God says no now doesn't mean case closed. 
in Isaiah, I think Isaiah 35, you know, the uh, Ezekiah, there's a king called Ezekiah, and God has sent a prophet, sent prophet Isaiah to him to tell him that, hey, put your house together because you're about to die. You're about to die. And he pleaded his case. And God said, you know what? I'll give you 15 more years. I'm not sure what it is you're believing God for or what no you might have received. The mercy of God would demand persistence and great faith. The kind of faith that God sees and God is like, you know what? This person is serious. I'll give this to you. I'll give this to you. The mercy of God. Lastly, what does the mercy of God demand? The mercy of God would demand you show others mercy. The mercy of God will demand you do what? You show others mercy. Matthew 5, 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall do what? Shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the beautiful, for they shall obtain mercy. You want people to be nice to you? You can be nice to others, you know. Mercy doesn't look the other way when you can help. Mercy doesn't ignore those who are in need when you can help. Mercy doesn't disappoint others. Mercy doesn't act unconcerned. You want mercy from God? Be merciful to others. You want God to forgive you? Forgive others. It's painful what it did. We all get that. Forgive. So God can forgive you. The mercy of God will demand that you yourself are merciful. You yourself are merciful. I wish we had more time to teach this topic. <clears throat> now something in Isaiah 58, <laughs> maybe the next time we touch on this series, talks about the fast. I think by the time we get to verse 4, Isaiah 58 from verse 4, you can study that when you get home. You know, it's talking about, you know, um, let's go, go, go to verse 2. Go to verse 2. You know, yet they act so pious. They come to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. Next verse. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. Next. We have fasted before you, they say. <laughs> Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves, and you don't even notice it. That's people. 
the children of Israel talking to God. He said, we should fast. We fasted now. Why are you not impressed? You said we should be hard on ourselves. We've been hard on ourselves. Left everything. What, 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 what's up? <clears throat> then God answered them. He said, I will tell you why. Go ahead. I wish I could go. I wish I could read this. It's because you're fasting to please yourselves. Uh, even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. While you fast. While you're fasting. You're oppressing people. You may be here saying, you know what? I don't have workers. <laughs> do you know how, let me tell you how simple this thing is you know how simple it is if you ever been to a store you know you have a cart you know you have a cart and you're going you know, and you pick up apple juice and put it in the cart from the grocery section and then you go you go you go aisle A you get to algae to pick up batteries. You're like, ah, snap. I still have extra apple juice at home. Uh, uh, just put it next to the batteries. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's someone's job anyway. Yep. That's oppressing the workers. It's as simple as that. You finish eating at the restaurant. You know, you finish, you know that the policy of this restaurant is you carry your tray. You empty your food in the bin. You put the tray, you lay it there. You tell your friend, no, no, no leave him, man. They got it. Let's go, man. Leave him, man. They got it. Yeah. Oppressing the workers. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's God talking. Go ahead. Next, next verse, next verse. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? In your fast, you're fighting, you're quarreling, you're abusing people in the name of Jesus. Go ahead. This kind of fast, sorry, go, go back, go back. This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. In the next verse, it says, you humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, Bowing your heads like reeds, bending in the wind. You dress, you dress in, 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 um, in bollop. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No. This is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Those you've imprisoned. Not in any detention center. The detention center in your heart, those you've imprisoned, free them. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. You can pick it up. You can bend down and pick up that trash and put it in the bin. Lighten the work. It didn't say do the work for them. You're lightening the work. Let the oppressed go free. Open up. Let them go. And remove the chains that bind people. Next verse. Share your food with the... Oh my goodness. Share your food with the hungry. Oh, well, but there are not hungry people in my area. Go and look for them where they are. You'll be shocked that even in the church here, there are people who are hungry. There are people who need clothes. 
and you have a lot in your closet. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. Who need your help? You know, Robocall, you've scammed their numbers. Ah, you've scammed their numbers. This one, do not pick up. No, no. Next. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Guess what? Next. Then when you call, the Lord will what? Will answer. Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression and stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Shall we rise this morning? Thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those of you who give to our service. It is because of you we are able to spread the gospel and touch the souls of young adults. If you'd like to give, you can do so on our app, Emerge Champs, or go to our website, www.emergechamps.org. We pray you have a blessed week and see you next time. Bye.